Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. First skipped message. Hey, Brain Boys, how's it hanging? Just finished up working out for the night. Yeah, it's 4 a.m. here in Connecticut, but this is when the men really get to work. And damn it, I'm a real man. Want to tell you, you boys have had a pretty good show last week, but I've got a few critiques. I heard, yeah, I heard from the boy Triple H last week. No Japan talk here. I'm talking no anime, no Street Fighter, no World War II. I don't want to hear a thing about a dumpling. This is a red-blooded American show. None of that Japan talk. And also, what in the hell was that bell you used? Sounded like a little schoolgirl bell. What's not the sound I want to represent Monday Night Raw? Raw is my baby. Use that bell you use for NXT. That sea show doesn't deserve it anyways. Now that was a real bell. Real balls on it. I want that for Raw. Now, don't forget to talk about Raw. Don't forget, I pulled you from the depths of hell of Turner. You know that man's a dick. And don't forget, if it wasn't for my greatness, you'd be covering that shithole of Ring of Honor. Now, I already got their best sound anyway, so why would you watch it? <laughs> I'm off track here, boys. Have a great show, Buster Boys. You'll be hearing from me at the end of the week. End of message. To delete this message, press 7. To save it in the archive, press 8. To hear more options, press 0. She did. The herb locker. Got smoke. They made a jobber threat. Yeah, yeah. And plot stuff happened. And it sunk. And it sunk. And it sunk. And it sunk. Hey, hey, hey. Ha ha ha! Alright, welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 16. I'm Brett Jagger, along with Bo Rand. Hey, world, we can drive now in the United States of America. Hey! We have our learner's permit. Oh. Hey, It's for episode 16. Oh! Oh, sweet 16. Oh, it reminds me of when you got me on the Go Home Show, which we had one of those this week. Oh, yeah, we did. For NXT. Oh, yeah, we uh, did. I currently am at home. Yeah. I currently uh, am not, but I'll probably be sleeping here. Yeah, so who knows the next time you'll go home. Yeah. Maybe never. I don't know. Anywho, um, yeah, so we're we're back in the saddle. We made it through uh, the first episode of the WWE era. Uh, Relatively unscathed, I'd say. Uh, You know, we had uh, one change that we'll get into here. Uh, But I will say, uh, 
another week on the sauce here and uh that i'll tell you what raw uh just does kind of drive you to to put some sauce down a little bit yeah i mean you know we had some sauce whenever i got here and then we went to uh penn station's cincinnati east coast subs <laughs> and i'm gonna get and, saucy uh, right now and, yeah <laughs> well we put malt vinegar on fries for the first time yeah which um any sort of peanut oil cooked fries for those of you listeners out there who have access to that mm. Um, you should put malt vinegar on them and ignore the smell, but also enjoy the smell because it's part of it. You know, I I had never done that before, and I the smell threw me off. And yeah. when I tasted it, I'm like, wow, it's pretty mild compared to the smell. It yeah, was a yeah. nice little just touch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like vinegar. Yeah. See, I'm not a big... I don't, like, hate it, but it was it was good. I'm a big vinegary band. Vinegary yeah. band. So, uh, yeah, we're vinegary, and... Uh, yeah, so I guess we'll just get, you know, the decree from uh, Mr. McMahon was uh, we can't talk about New Japan and uh, have to keep it the WWE, which makes sense. I mean, that's mm. the company we're here for. And, I mean, obviously we wanted to tie it with guys that are in WWE yeah, now. Yeah, but we had good intentions. Yes. And uh, he interpreted them as bad, and he's the boss, and we do what he says. Yeah, that's okay. And uh, with that, I guess we... We're going to have to try and do our best to talk positively about the Monday Night Raw. Uh, wasn't the uh, the best show I've ever seen. But, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, Raw is war. Yes, it is. And sometimes you fight a war in your head, whether you think something is good or it's bad. But like all wars that are fought, um, there are casualties and there are costs. Mm. And um, ultimately there's an outcome. Yes. A victor. And so there's probably I, some income. Yeah, yeah, and some income. And I think we just need to look at ourselves, regardless of the moral standing of who won or who lost. Yes. As the victor, and we should just kind of assume that, if you know what and I mean. And take the spoils. Yes. And uh, the spoils of Raw. So uh, today's, uh, speaking of another change, <laughs> Total Recall, um, we are going to go to what I have claimed to be my favorite WWE match of all time, which will be Bret Hart, Bret the Hitman Hart, versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13. It's a submission match, refereed by Ken Shamrock before he came to oh, WWE. Wow. Uh, as of us recording this right now on Thursday, we have not watched the match yet, and I'm very excited to, to watch it. It's been referenced on this show and other podcasts we've jumped on. And also, how have we never called him Bret the Hit? Man, heart. <laughs> it's done. Yeah, Consider yeah. it done. Uh, that's a you know little homage to the past. Uh, you yeah. know. Uh, yeah. So uh, that is going to be wonderful, and I can't wait to show you. Me neither. Plot kit. Plot kit. Plot kit. Ever wanted to make up your own wrestling story, but have not had the time, money, resources, workplace connections, upper middle class privilege, and organizational skills to do so? Well, we here at Tabula Raza Toys have just the thing to fulfill those wrestling commissioner dreams. Introducing the Plot Kit. Inside, you can find all of the ingredients to enact your favorite wrestling plots. Take one of the four included amorphous blobs and turn them into your favorite wrestler. Color them if you so desire. Only color bowl with crayons. Leave them white if you're into abstraction. Build up the included ring made from cardboard and rubber bands and use our wild, wacky, unusual library of weapons, chair, ladder, baseball bat, 
to build your ring and match. And then, all you need to bring is, well, creativity. Write plots for the babyface triumphs overall. Write plots where classic heel interference rubs the face raw. Write plots with the slight heel pivot. Write plots with the heel face turn. And with four wrestlers, you can even write plots with the double face heel turn. But wait, there's more. Write your own job or graduation. Even write your own plot map. You can even do it like the pros of the pros do and make your plots go nowhere. Okay then, order the plot kit now and get free shipping along with the locker room drama set. Take your creative plots backstage for some big time plot movement. Just call toll free 1-800 or at tabularasatoys.com slash plot kit. Don't let income inequality stand in the way. Buy a plot kit now and make those wrestling writing dreams come true. So, shall we get into Raw is War? Yeah, well, you know. You fight, you fight wars, and uh, meet is raw. Yeah, so uh, let's dig right into uh, Monday Night Raw from March 29th. This will be the penultimate Raw before WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, their, their go-home show. Yep, well, the go-home to the go-home show. Ah. NXT is the go-home, because that's the one immediately. So we'll have a Raw next week oh. prior to WrestleMania. It's totally true. Yeah, so we go right into Stand and Deliver next week. But that is beside the point right now. And uh, first thing I have written down, it was like they started off with drew mcintyre backstage and kept showing him backstage a lot um as he was in search for some jobbers so i wrote drew mcintyre is going to give the jobbers a good old scottish ass kicking and then we go right to the ring with the almighty booby lashley um in the hurt business all strutting down in suits uh yeah. Um, an MVP comes out and says he has an official announcement to make, uh, blah, blah, blah. Lashley will walk in and out of WrestleMania, the champion. And again, reiterating what he said last week, of anyone who takes McIntyre out, will, and this is Lashley at this point, anyone who takes McIntyre out will get a tattle shot. Do you remember he kind of mispronounced the word title? Like, kind of like fumbled over it. A tattle shot? A tattle shot. That means somebody's telling Vince that somebody's in trouble. Um, but then things, uh, you know, Lashley recounts like the fact that the Hurt Business won't be there at ringside because they lost that match to Drew McIntyre last week. He says he couldn't count on him anymore yeah. and that they failed miserably and that he refuses to associate with incompetence. And then the other, uh, Cedric and Benjamin are like, well, you wouldn't be champion without us and some pushing and shoving. And then Lashley attacks Alexander and the Hurt Business is over. Yeah. And then there's no more Hurt Business. They were shoved in the Hurt Locker, and now it's just uh, Hurt and Pain. The healed business, maybe, yeah, one day. Yeah, 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 j- j- just Pain. They need a Band-Aid. Well, so for us, at least, our second show, we hardly knew you, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they were, you know, a very uh, short business. <laughs> you know, they <laughs> well, were... In, and it's kind of a shame they because... They were in the red the whole time. Yeah, it, you're right. You're right about that. It's kind of a shame, though, because just from following Twitter and, re- you know, reading about WWE and generally watching highlights prior to our employment here... Um, Everything I read, saw, and heard was that people really loved the Hurt Business, and they were just, you know, a great faction doing great, you know, one of the rare stories that was, like, built consistently well. Yeah. And just the reaction of them breaking up, like, just shocked. Just, like, why the hell are you breaking this team up already? Like, yeah. they were doing well. You're heading into WrestleMania. I'm miffed, too. Two episodes prior, like, uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, 
I'd be curious. Maybe we can ask the boss. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, you know, it was a very um, hardly knew ye thing. You know, they seemed like they had a lot of uh, charisma, but it definitely seemed like a really caustic group. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, much like um, the uh, other group led by a, a former WWF wrestler in the league that we no longer talk about. Mm. Um, I think you know who I'm referring mm. to. They're, um, they're a, um, a shape that's not a polygon. Yes. Um, they, um, you know, very caustic group. You knew, like, even without knowing those characters, you knew, like, that seemed like it was destined to fall apart really quickly. The personalities were too big. Are the we testosterone allowed to be talking about great. this here? I don't know. Didn't we get bleeped for this last week? I forgot about that. Possibly. Oh, uh, shit. Well, let's just move on. Yeah. But I loved and appreciate the insight, and I hope our boss does too. Uh, but, yeah. So, anywho, uh, then we go backstage. Er, Matt Riddle just popping off, going crazy like he was last week, just asking stoner questions. Again, I find it funny. No, I, th- no, I think it's funny, it's too. It's a breath of fresh air. One, a moment of levity during a show that is uh, that takes itself very a seriously. A show that could use it. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, sometimes there's too much levity, but this is a good levity, you yeah. know. Uh, excuse me. Oopsie daisies. Um, but he's asking a bunch of questions to Titus O'Neil and something about ice cream, and then Seamus comes and hammers him out of nowhere, which is going to lead um, to our first match. But before that, Cedric and Shelton, who just got kicked out of the Hurt Business, accost uh, the cast archetype Adam Pierce, mm-hmm. basically asking him if, asking him if they can each have a one-on-one match with Lashley, and he's like blah 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 blah. And then they're like, "Well, do you make the matches or not? Where's your sack, Pierce? Grow a pair." Yeah, maybe he already has a pair. So our opening match, which. Was very good, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Sheamus defeats Matt Riddle in 12 minutes, 45 seconds. I don't know why I jumped the gun there, but uh, a very surprisingly pretty awesome match yeah. uh, to kick off. Well, not to kick off the show, but the first match of the night. Uh, yeah, I yeah. loved it. Yeah, it was a great big dude. I, I wrote great slog of a match, and I mean slog in a nice way. Yeah. You know, it was a big, tough, you know, sl- hard slamming Hard-hitting kind of match. Absolutely, yeah. A big, heavy slog. The word slog, I think I used five times here. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I thought, it, I thought it was a really good match. I mean, Sheamus has opened up um, both of our Raws. He has, yes. And I think he's uh, done well. Sheamus has been shows. on a roll, yeah. I mean, he's like into his early 40s at this point, and he's been around a while. He's, you know, I think a three-time former champ, and... I think he kind of was out for a bit with concussion or mate, but like, man, ever since I've, you know, even just seen some matches he had with McIntyre before this, like every match is good. You know, he looks strong. He's losing a lot, but he, he can afford to lose, but he still looks really good. Right. And he got the win tonight or Monday night, which was great. And, you know, Riddle, former MMA guy, like I mentioned to you, is in UFC. Like it was kind of a cr- clash of styles, the big brawler Sheamus and like, you know, Riddle's still big, but more the MMA submissions, you know, a little smooth. But, yeah, they were throwing some big strikes the whole time. Big time, big time, yeah. Um, there was a great suplex off the top rope. Yeah, where Riddle hopped off, yeah. from yeah from the mat up to the top. Yeah. yeah, and that was my first time seeing Riddle wrestle. And uh, for going up against go. such a big guy like Sheamus, yeah, the dude can roll. Absolutely, yeah. yeah there was Very it, impressed. It was just a lot of great back and forth, you know, 
Riddle had a lot of kicks and good strikes. Of course, Sheamus with some brutal strikes. Uh, I wrote a note here just because he's been in so many, you know, big brawls lately. Sheamus in his white, very white, uh, mayo-y complexion. I was about to say tomato-y. His chest is always like perpetually red. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. getting slapped all get the all, time. Yeah, and you just get all the strikes. Always yeah. red. Because yeah. last week I felt like his back was all red from the McIntyre match from uh, Fastlane. But yeah, this was great. I even wrote at one point the action was too fast to keep up with, uh, you know, and trying to keep notes and everything. But it was a blast. Uh, remember the white noise, which is the Death Valley driver on the apron yeah, that yeah, Seamus yeah. hit Riddle with? Uh, and it ended shortly after that. Uh, Riddle went for a kick. Sheamus caught him, hit him with a nut shot, and then the brogue kick for the one, two, three. Uh, yeah, this, uh, again, I was surprised at how good it was and really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, um, they, um, in both roles that we've watched, have kicked off with big matches with their biggest characters. And uh, this one delivered a little bit more than the one um, last week. Seamus Lashley. Yeah, yeah the, I yeah, agree. The, this was better. Yeah, yeah. This one definitely Lashley was better. Lashley was a little sloppy in that one, and he looked a little better this uh, His week, name but, is Booby. So, yeah, you know. I mean, true, true, true. Um, so, yeah. Then uh, McIntyre runs into AJ and Omasis the Colossus. Um, and, Which, in our poll, I have to say... Um, oh, yeah. Um, what ended the, up winning? Uh, the... Um, just Omos. Oh, just Omos. That's bunk. Yeah, by, by like one vote. Figure it out, people. Yeah. It's the Colossus Omosis. Yeah, fans. Yeah. Unquote. Even Vince agrees. So we go to our favorite uh, songstresses, uh, Shane McMahon, Jackson Riker, and Elias in the ring. Uh, yep. Following up from last week's uh, hoot of a song, Braun Strowman is Stupid. And this week they have Braun's report card yep. from school. Don't let that confuse you with the Randy Orton School of Booking, which we'll get into shortly. Yes, we will. Uh, his actual school report card, and you could tell it was really his real report card. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I mean, you know, there it um, there was a parent-teacher conference that occurred. Yep, D minus, D minus, D, D plus. I think yeah. the D plus was in gym. Well, like, and he didn't fail anything. Uh, like, he's, he, he still passed. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think that's just, like, you know, like, that is not, like, a blow-the-belt punch, but that is, like, a belt-buckle punch. Agreed. You know, just, like, it actually hurt Shane McMahon's hand to hit his belt-buckle. Ouchie. More than that. But anyways, yeah, so we get Braun Strowman versus Commander Riker. Yeah, right, yeah, so that's after they put up another graphic that says 2 plus 2 equals 5. I'm not stupid with Braun, who's intellectually challenged. And um, he said he stutters. He's like, maybe Braun just needs a big hug. Just terrible. No, no just, re just really dumb stuff like, you know, very borderline offensive, I think, you know. This feud is just pointless and meaningless and again sorry sir we know it's your son but he needs to do better that's just a decree from me yeah from us yeah and i mean you know i mean he's definitely into the twilight of his career and this is what he's doing and then remember last week he had the knee injury that he couldn't wrestle him yeah. and this week he's dancing around like nothing happened yeah. so i mean pretty classic him now we get into braun Strowman versus commander Riker, who as expected, Braun wins in 2 minutes, 25 seconds. It's a lot of just Strowman, Strowman, Strowman chasing Shane around the ring and Elias and Shane distracting him. And Riker got like one move in. 
Um, I wrote down botch from the top rope. Remember, he jumped off and uh, came up like two feet short. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we heard the diesel horn from yep. the Strowman Express. Oh, yeah, of course. Yet again. How can we not forget? How can we not forget? Mm -hmm. And um, then Braun like, has uh, Riker, and he's like, This is your fate, Shane! You made your bed, and you're going to lay in it at WrestleMania. And he said, "Why are you, or where are you running off to, Shane? Yep. And I wrote the Shane skedaddle, Ooh. which reminds me of another man skedaddle. Another skedaddle that we've talked uh, about many a time. Yeah, another big skedaddle. On this program. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder where he was running off to, but Shane is going to get these hands at WrestleMania in a steel cage match, yeah, as we so, learned. So I, I think Shane's going to get hit. With these hands. Yes. Uh, I mean, at least the steel cage should make it somewhat interesting. I love how they'd say, like, well, no one can get in. And, and, no, and no interference, which, like, you would think that would be in Shane McMahon's wheelhouse. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sure Elias and Riker are going to find their way in. Yeah. Uh, but we shall see. And we go to your new favorite show, The Dirt Sheet, with John Morrison and The Miz. Last week it was Miz TV. Now, The Dirt Sheet. Oh, man, The Dirt Sheet. You love your WWE talk shows. Well, you? I mean, you know, like, I, I love them as much as Greg Goldman hates them. Ooh, you know, I, th I, I think that, that that's, that's a lot of counterbalance. Love. Yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah, and so we did have the premiere of Hey, Hey, Hop, Hop. My um, goodness. I, I, have, I have a reaction to that. Um, that's, yeah. That's two words. Do you have a reaction to that? It was really, really good. Right. Psych. Mm -hmm. So like I my, mean, it was really good. Mine says broke down. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, it was just broke down. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> like, was. Like, like, yeah, it was just like a fucking just, you know, shitty car on the side of the road that has a boot on the tire, one of those big condemned stickers. And it on went it. on forever, it I did, felt like. Yeah, it, it was did. like, it, it felt like five minutes, but it was at least two to three, I would imagine. Um, do, were, do, do you think they had fun doing it? I bet they did. Yeah, do you think I they guarantee on, you they do you think did. think they were on drugs while they were doing it? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, but maybe. But, but, maybe uh, smoking some dope. Yeah, but like... Because Morrison, he's cooked. Yeah, he is cooked. But I did, I will say, I kind of ripped on him last week. To me, he was the highlight of this week. I don't know what it was. He just was better to me. And just, I guess the things he was saying were funnier. Um, and he was saying like, correct. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it just grew on me from one week to the other. But... Still, you know, not a great segment, yeah. uh, but it did, you know, it did kind of end well. So we get Damian Priest and Bad Bunny to come out. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. And, you know, Priest is like, we actually enjoyed your music video. And I'm like, we didn't. And uh, I wrote, blah, 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 blah Bad blah. Bunny's going to beat or make him his bitch in Espanol. But then we actually had something real tight. Bad Bunny just absolutely... <laughs> <laughs> Bad Bunny just absolutely socked the Miz right in the face, and it had a great sound. Yeah. Way better than I just tried to do three times here. And then remember, yeah. after Bad Bunny came in and he ripped up the dirt sheet sign, and yeah. Morrison's like, you just signed your own death warrant. Yeah. Um, you know, it, the match will be interesting. It will be. To see Bad I Bunny. I mean, you know. It should it, be fun. I mean, it, it, it's definitely fated to be a plot match. Absolutely. Um, Definition... And, uh, textbook yeah. connotation yeah exactly so um you know um and when we say the word plot match 
Like, that all, doesn't always have to be a pejorative. That doesn't always no. have to be bad. You can create an entertaining plot match. I mean, you know. <laughs> Let's go to school. Yeah. Um, so we have Randy Orton cutting a really nice promo, actually, in history class. Yeah. Um, just talking about the legends he's faced off with and how The Fiend is different. I didn't write a ton and ton of notes here, but talking about, you know... Uh, the fiend isn't a man. He's an abomination from hell. About he how he's got to dig deeper in hell. Uh, I really enjoyed this. You know, very passionate from Randy Orton. Yeah, no, I really, I you know, especially whenever he's in school teacher mode. Yep. You know, I am an attentive student. Yep, and he sure was at that point. Yeah, for damn sure. That's for damn sure. Um, and then we go to Booby Lashley defeating Shelton Benjamin in four minutes fifteen seconds. I realized. So, of course, Lashley's going to beat Benjamin here, but Benjamin gets, uh, you know, some decent offense in. He, um, you know, he hit his move, the pay dirt, which uh, got yeah. a kick out at two. But I did note Lashley did get a better spine buster in this week. To me, mm -hmm. last week that move looked a little sloppy. Yeah. Um, he hit the choke slam into the hurt locker for the tap out. You know, yeah. obvious yeah. result. Fine little four-minute match. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty run-of-the-mill. He did look a lot more impressive this week he than agreed. he did against Sheamus, um, especially for being the WWE champion. But yeah, squash match, you know, glorified squash match yeah. for sure. And like, yeah. I guess he's gonna fight Cedric next week. Is where this is headed. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, again, this. This angle, this hurt business breakup, you know, certainly doesn't make sense to a lot of people, and I think going to obviously have implications at WrestleMania. Yeah. at some point, yeah. interference-wise. Yeah, I mean, like, I wonder if maybe they'll get back with Lashley, and this is a ploy, and they'll try and take Drew out. I don't know. May that'd be better mm -hmm. than what where we're headed right now. So. Yeah. Um, and then we have New Day Game Night with AJ and Omasis. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, there was all sorts of different games and. Uh, uh, I wrote Lion King Womp Womp. I don't know what that means. There, I, there was some hooting and hollering, but there was a game where they had to draw something, remember? And yeah, uh, yeah. the New Day got rocket ship, and then uh -huh. the whole thing was AJ drew the sun, right, and right. Omasis couldn't even get the sun. Right, right, remember, right. he was just standing there, just like, he just couldn't get it. The time yeah, ran yeah. out. Um, so it's like almost like the same thing they're doing with Strowman. Like, are they just trying to make this guy look dumb? Yeah, which which I think like even beyond Strowman, I mean, you know, this guy um, Amos doesn't really have that much of a character that they've established, and it's just like why? But he does start to show it at the end of this yeah. segment when he's like, "Enough with the games!" and like, "I'm gonna show you both what I'm capable of." Yeah. So that's the first time he's shown really any personality other than just being a big guy throwing people. So I was happy to see it. Exactly. Um, and then we had Xavier Woods defeat AJ Styles by disqualification in eight minutes um, because Omas came in at the end. And clocked Woods at you know to end it, and he threw Kofi over the barricade. Mm -hmm. um, and AJ ended up feeding Woods to yeah. Omos for the huge spine buster. Remember, he put his foot on him for the one. Two. Dude, so yeah. pretty tight. I, I did enjoy like yeah, kind of like Omos and AJ getting one over on the new. Yeah, day. no, no. AJ Styles has been in um, two of the best matches I've seen in Raw. Yeah, you know, like I said, his character's a little butt rocky, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, like, he definitely uh, makes up for it in wrestling prowess. Yeah, dude. I mean, as, again, as you've heard a lot, he's one of those guys that before we came to WWE, you've heard a lot about. Sure. And, again, he's in his, 
you know, I think he's like 43 at this point, but yeah. he can still rock and roll in the ring. Yes, he can. Um, I did note AJ hit the Oshi Goroshi, as we called it, which is a, a kind of a neck breaker to the knee move that's done a lot in Japan. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, happy to see uh, Omas coming out strong. And then we go, I guess, back to school to recess to yep. Alexa's playground. Um, she's got a jack-in-the-box, and she's talking about how Randy, all he did was weaken the fiend, and then it's a fiend in the box, um, and... <clears throat> more creepy clown stuff. Yeah. More creepy clown Harley Quinn ripoff. And at know. WrestleMania, the legend killer dies, and then it was cool that they kind of panned over and the fiend was sitting there on the swing. Yeah. Um, you know... It should be unique. Well, and like one thing that they do some cool disorienting stuff. Absolutely, with the yeah. Like, like to go back to last week, whenever he comes up, when they do that, those lights and that yeah. screech, that yeah, you know, like that is actually pretty good atmosphere. Good that they effects. Do. Good effects that they do with that character. Absolutely, yeah. I'm um, not. I'm not talking bad about it at all. It is very strange and interesting, and it is pretty cool and different for sure. It should be an interesting match, so yeah. I'm intrigued to see what happens for sure. And again, it, you know, we're jumping into these stories like three weeks before WrestleMania, mm-hmm. so we can only cover what we know, you yeah. know. So, hey, uh, yeah, Drew uh, back. Uh, Drew McIntyre goes backstage to the Jobber locker room, and he's just yelling, "Who's gonna step up?" Because you know. Bobby Lashley put the hit out oh, on him. Oh, the, so job, he, the jobber threat. So he's just waiting, you know, who's going to step up? Who's going to step up? And he's just furious in the locker room. Uh, Braun is in there, and he kind of gets face-to-face with him. And Braun's like, I'm going to come after you after WrestleMania. i got to worry about Shane. Uh, Riddle gets singled out. And I think Drew maybe, or you know, he's like, I feel like a thanks. I'm stuffed like a Thanksgiving turkey after Sheamus or something like that. <laughs> uh, he hits Drew Gulak. Uh, and I'm, I wrote down, why would anyone want to step up? Because uh, they're just going to get their ass kicked. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you get this monster guy, former champ, who's coming saying, who wants to step up? And if you do, you're just going to get beat up. Oh, yeah, squaring away, too. Because I think, you know, what Booby wanted them to do was to, like, undercut him and take mm-hmm. him out from, from behind. Yeah, you know, now, now he's stepping right now, to now, him. Now face-to-face, the jobbers cower in their corner. You know, so it's, you know, it's life. Yep, but we did have him go to Ricochet, and Ricochet is ready for the challenge, and when that happened, I'm like, damn, if they give them eight to ten minutes, even that much time, it'll be great. Um, And later on, we'll learn that it was not that Mm -hmm. much time. Nope. Um, Naomi defeats Shayna Baszler in two minutes, 20 seconds. Um, A lot of Reginald uh, stuff again here, uh, just distracting people. A lot of Flipperinski. Yep, a lot of flipperoonskis. Yeah, yeah, Reginald's fun. Reginald, yeah. you know, my name just kind of takes away from the match, though. You know. Yeah, yeah, he kind of does. You like, know, it's yeah. I don't really like the angle of uh, what's her name, the uh, the one who always oogles him. Is that oh Nia Jax? Yeah, Nia Jax with Shayna Baszler. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. why he's out there. Yeah, and, and and that like that angle that like they kind of play way too hard, and it's the same note. It's middle C. Yes, sir. It is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, you know, Lana was out there with um, on commentary, and she threw Nia... Or, no, it was Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke on commentary. Lana threw Nia into Mandy and Dana. A big fight broke out and uh, kind of distracted Shayna. And Naomi got the win, the surprising win. And uh, for some reason, that's not the last we see of Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler tonight. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, boy, oh, boy. 
And then we have a very interesting thing happen backstage with Asuka and Riddle. Um, and Riddle mentions he's going to be facing Sheamus at Mania, which, great, I'm happy to see that match again. And he asks Asuka if people in Japan like scooters, and they kind of have a quick back and forth, and then it cuts to Riddle, and he's like, I forgot what I was going to say. And he just scoots off. Well, and like, <laughs> I think that was like, no. re- he just forgot. No, you may have just forgot, but like Riddle's a geek. Yeah, exactly. Like like like, like 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 he's been one of my favorite parts of these shows. I agree. I you know, think you know, generally people relief. don't like his bullshit, but we're, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm totally here. I mean, what comedic are the, relief that actually works for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess like my question is like, what are these people here for? If you're not. <laughs> here for that at all yeah if you're not here for riddle just being a pothead clown forgetting his lines what are you doing here no <laughs> <laughs> oh man but for real it is fun yeah. i and we enjoy it we and, enjoy uh, it if you don't then that's just too bad for you um but yeah i agree one of the more enjoyable parts on the show which yeah. isn't saying a whole lot get a life uh adam pierce ca <laughs> Overseeing the Ripley Asuka contract signing. Ah. Uh, you got anything to say? Oh, I got Rhea Ripley table flip mm. here, yeah. Yeah. What'd yeah. you think about that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, Rhea Ripley has a intimidation factor that I think really contrasts the fun, like, ah, of Asuka. But when Asuka gets in the ring. Yeah. But I like both of those, like, yeah. two contrasts. Like, Agreed. I, I'm really excited for that match. Agreed, yeah. You know, because like they are both very fun, contrasting characters, and both um, they're great both wrestlers, wrestlers, as you'll exactly, see. Yeah, exactly. Because you've seen um, Asuka, you have not a, a, seen a contrast Rhea, right? in size. Because Rhea's yeah, real big, Asuka's sure. pretty little, and uh, yeah. and a contrast in this promo too, because it was Rhea being, you know, the the more demonstrative, like, I think you meant to say current Raw Women's Champ, meaning she's not going to be after WrestleMania. And yeah, Asuka's kind of cracking up. Ha ha, you're overconfident. Um, and yeah, it ends up, um, she's like, I'm going to beat, Rhea's like, I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania, take your championship, sign the contract. Asuka continues to laugh. Rhea flips the table and uh, yeah, agreed. Yep. Let's go. And uh, yeah, then, like I just said, I forgot it was this quickly, Nia and Shayna come back out after just losing a two-minute match, asking for a WrestleMania match. And Nia's like, I'll show you what brutality really is. I just wrote, terrible. Oh, Which yeah. that's Ripley's thing is, this is my brutality. And like, just dreadful yeah, no, stuff. I, no, I wrote slop after that. <laughs> I'd say, we'll slop. just leave it at that. It was, it was slop. How about that? Like the slop drop podcast, but but bad because yeah, you, you guys are. Tight. I, li- I like the slop drop. Yep. Uh, yeah. So we go into Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre defeats Ricochet in two minutes fifty five seconds. In, in I the, wanted eight minutes. I would have taken six. In the main event. Well, it turns out to be the semi-main because then Mustafa Ali comes in and just another match starts, which. I wrote down for that one, like, missed entire match. Because I remember you and I were just talking about the show and what our yeah. show and whatever else. That, but, yeah. like, that match, which was Drew McIntyre defeats Mustafa Ali in 7 minutes 52 seconds. Yeah. Didn't seem like it because we uh, mm-hmm. missed most of it. Uh, but well, from what I did see of that, you know, I, I do like Mustafa Ali. He's a great athlete. Um he was in this group called Retribution, which I don't even know if that's going on anymore. I've heard that was a huge flop. Um, but it was, you know, 
some good pace in that one. I remember McIntyre hit uh, the nice Glasgow kiss headbutt the Claymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we pretty much missed that whole match. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, the outcome was pretty much predetermined. Yeah, we knew you know? Drew was going to win both. But yeah. real quick, back to Ricochet. Um, again, it was only three minutes, but at least got a nice kind of dose of what he can do. Like, both selling, because Drew used his strength to just toss him up in the air and yeah. really throw him around. Um, and you got to see some, you know, a small dose of his high-flying moves. Yeah. He did a nice springboard kick. And remember he, like, walked on the barricade outside and, like, jumped and kicked Drew, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think your yawn is indicative of how long we've talked about Raw here. He goes for the 6.30 flip attempt, hits the Claymore. That was that. We already talked about Mustafa Ali. We're like, how is this show going to end? Oh, literally, like, on the next page, I have the notes for how we're going to structure our show. So there you go. That's, uh, well, unfortunately, to you, mister. uh... So after McIntyre beat Ali, the second match, you know, McIntyre's like, I beat everyone, now get out here, he calls out Lashley. Lashley comes out, then there's a commercial for some reason, just terrible pacing. I mean, uh, great pacing. Yeah, um, you got to get the ads in. Yeah, Yeah, they drive revenue. You got to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, talking about the Hurt business and them being gone, and Lashley's like, I don't need anyone's help. Did you forget what I did to you at Elimination Chamber? That pales in comparison to what I'm going to do at WrestleMania, and... McIntyre's like, Lashley's afraid of Drew McIntyre. Fight breaks out. McIntyre chucks him out of the ring. He's like, you better bring more than that to WrestleMania, bitch. And then the surprise from behind, King Corbin from SmackDown yes. comes in. and uh, The crossover. Yep, and he comes in and uh, lays the beat down on uh, Mr. McIntyre. Yeah, and my favorite thing was the uh, three hurt lockers. Yeah, so but they put Cor- him in. Yeah. Corbin beat him down, and then, of course, Lashley, who's just chilling outside, comes in conveniently when McIntyre's already beat down. And, yeah, you're right, not one, not two, but three hurt lockers. Yeah, and, well, I felt like, you know, Lashley should have been like, say, uncle, yeah, you know, like it was one of those like playground things. Like I put you into it, then I laid you down, yeah. and I'm gonna put the belt in your face. And be like, it's a poo poo and a poo poo, and now I'm gonna yeah. do it again. Yeah, and then he, you know, like yeah, doing it the three times. I think, uh, you know, obviously it was a surprise and a you sending know, a message. Yeah, sending a message and a big nod toward you know what could come at WrestleMania, but uh, yeah, you know, it seemed a little playground to me. Yeah. And we were already on Alexa's playground earlier. So uh, thankfully, uh, we are through another episode of Raw. Uh, let's. Uh... Yeah, well, 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 thankfully that we were able to watch yeah. Raw. We had the pleasure to watch You're that right. television program. You're absolutely all right. All three hours. All three hours. It was great. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was spectacular. Hello, this is the Brain Buster, boys. Sir, gentlemen, how the fuck are ya? Oh man, HQ. H. How you doing, brother? We're doing pretty good. How are you? Excellent. I've been really, really busy. We got a uh, big week coming up. Yeah, we we know. We actually imagine, uh, yeah. we got we're excited, but we did uh, we got a bit uh, we got a voicemail from Vince earlier. Uh, you know, he was happy with the show, which was good. Um, but he did have a few critiques. Yeah. Uh, but not, again, nothing major. Like it wasn't honestly with the way we talked about Raw, it wasn't as bad as we'd expected. Uh, but he did kind of double down on that. So yeah. I mean, you know, 
You know Vince. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Vince can be a pain in the ass. He makes me call him dad in front of everybody in the office just because I'm married to Stephanie. But you know what? Take what he says with a grain of salt. That's what I do. I thought the show last week was fan-fucking-tastic. I'm like Raw this week. Absolute dog shit. Hey, you're right about that, brother. That was a tough one to get through. It's three hours to get my toes stepped on by an elephant. Damn, that's that's a good way to describe it. It was painful. And I had to sit through it the whole time. They made me sit in Gorilla and dog shit. But you know what? You guys listen up. Keep being you. Keep being the Brain Buster Boys. Don't lose sight of that. That's what we brought you on for. When you lose sight of that, that's when you can fall prey to the fart jokes, nowhere plot lines, and objectifying women. Like it's 1999. Like Vince likes over there on Raw. Dog shit. And trust me, that's not what we need here. You're, hey, you're right about that. Yeah. We, we know that, and we agree with you. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty uh, toxic masculinity stuff there, straight up. Yep, for sure. Trust me, boys, and let me t- take care of Vince. Cool. We've got a big week ahead with Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania, especially Stand and Deliver. Oh, it's yeah. going to outshadow WrestleMania. That's a fact. I agree. We agree. Yeah. We are very excited about that. And that's uh, objective at that point. I don't want you to be worrying about Vince and his dumb antics because I need you to be on your A game, and I know you will. You guys are pros. Also, I love that damn bell you used for Raw and SmackDown. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're glad you thought. So did we. So did we. Yeah, we thought it kind of really kind of reflected, you know, the you know quality of the shows and remember that toxic masculinity thing we thought it but you know who didn't like it was vince and uh he did make that part very clear in his voicemail to us and in fact even specifically said that he wanted us to switch the bell that we used for nxt with the bell we used on raw um so do you think we should do that or should we just stick with what we've you know stick with the way it was yeah what do you think no, don't do that. The bell was great. I loved it. It needs to be a recurring theme on your show. We're good with so that. Stay true to you. Keep up the great work. And I know that you will. And I've always got your backs. And anything you need, let me know. We'll be talking soon. Let's go on uh, to uh, the uh, the C show as uh, Greg Goldman's NXT, as our boss calls it, which uh, is in my other notebook this time. Where did I put it? At? Um, so NXT here's the go home show from uh-huh. March thirty first, and we kick it off with our guy Cameron Grimes yeah, defeating Roderick Strong in eleven minutes forty seven seconds. Great opening competitive match. I love the ending with Grimes pulling out the Undisputed Era wristband out of his trunks 
And as Strong picks him up, he drops it on the ground, and Strong sees it, and he's like, oh, no. Didn't you say that was like a callback from an older era of wrestling? Well, so it was just the group that they were all, uh, oh, I, so kind of just that maneuver, yeah. like that heel tactic, kind of like pulling something out of your trunk. Like, I think we've seen it in some matches with like brass knuckles yeah. or a four. Like, it's just kind of like classic 80s heel tactics gotcha. that Grimes pulled. Um, and I just thought it was very slick. Yeah. Um, and so the wristband was Undisputed Era, which was the group, you know, Strong and Cole and O'Reilly. And right, all that. right. And like, he's still clearly having a lot of feelings about yeah. um, as he picked up the armband and was like, oh, no, what mm -hmm. do I do? Yeah. And Cameron Grimes clocked him with the cabin for the win. But yeah. uh, a real nice opening match here to yeah, kick yeah. off NXT. Yeah, and a great win because I like Cameron Grimes. He's my favorite character um, that we, I've come across Hell um, yeah. in this WWE era. To the moon. To the moon. Um, yeah. Uh, just a you know, great back and forth match. Uh, I like that they referred to Roddy Strong as the Messiah of the Backbreaker. Um, Grimes. Oh, sorry. I was going to say Cameron Grimes had a great one-man Spanish fly. I was just going to say, and he yeah. almost like landed on his head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just uh, just good stuff here. Um, you know. Yes, sir. Oh, and also we forgot to mention in the opener when Grimes was talking, you know, he referenced the intellectual property again, but... Instead of shock the system, which was undisputed era, it was Grimes the system, which we're certainly here for. Yeah, which um, which statement makes a lot more fanatical sense. Yep, we're here to grind mm. the system. So mm. we grime go up. to grime it up, grime time. Grime time. We go to a Karrion Cross training promo, mm -hmm. who says he's going back to the basics, mm -hmm. and I said we'll see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I re recounted this when we watched, like, you know, we kind of ripped on Cross a little last week. I thought this promo was pretty good, like, one of the best, and it wasn't on a live microphone, yeah, so yeah, there was the benefit a little of bit that. More, yeah, it probably had more takes to be exact able to do it Exactly. On. You but, know, it had a little bit more of a dynamic vocal range and just just. But it was good, and character. cut with some good training footage. Mm -hmm. It was enjoyable, you know. Yeah. You know, it was good. Uh, then I just wrote, Walter is sick. Yeah, because I think there was a nice. No, never, no, you said it audibly. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah it was during a promo. Um, so uh, yeah, so then we have uh, one half of the NXT Cruiserweight Champions, Santos Escobar, mm -hmm. issuing an open challenge and saying that he indeed runs the bingo around here. Yeah, which uh, I don't know what that means, and he says it during the match, but I love it. And B-52. That's right. You sunk my battleship. <clears throat> mm -mm -mm. Uh, he was born a champion. He's the emperor of Lucha Libre. It's not a nickname. Uh, and Prince Pretty Tyler Breeze, who, you know, was in NXT for a long time back in the day, went up to the main roster. Now he's back. Comes back to accept the challenge. Um, where Santos Escobar defeats Tyler Breeze in 10 minutes, 40 seconds. But, jeez. Another, uh, you know... Pretty solid match. Again, like, none of these matches on this mm -hmm. show this week or last week blew me away, but right, they've right. all been good, and, you know, it means something, and there's some urgency. Yeah. Um, and Breeze looked good here. He had some nice flurries of offense. Um, Put him in a sharpshooter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, he did. Mm -hmm. um, which, yeah, he Escobar really had to struggle to get to the ropes. Yeah. Um, uh, Escobar at one point, remember he had him in the corner and he chopped him and he's yeah. like, that's how you run the bingo. Yep. And he's pulling those numbers out and calling those numbers, I guess. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Escobar also had the torturous surfboard hold, bending the spine. That's um, what that's called? The torturous surfboard? <laughs> no, I think Wade Barrett just called it a tor. It's a surfboard is the submission. He just um, called it torturous. A torturous surfboard. Yeah. There what it a, is. What a strange term. Ride the wave, brother. Yeah. Um, Ride and, the waterboard wave. Woo! And, um... Escobar hit the phantom driver for the win. Yeah. Smooth. I wrote he's tight. Loved mm-hmm. him as King Cuerno in uh, Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. And after the match, MSK, the Dusty Cup Tag Team Champions, come mm-hmm. out because Legado del Fantasma, mm-hmm. Escobar's partners, are in the tag team match with MSK and the Grizzled Young Veterans who yeah. showed up on a TV screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, had to. I guess they're not in the country right now or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just building to that match. Yeah. Definitely. And then I wrote, Johnny Gargano is pissed at Michael Adams. Yep, and he was not very happy with old M.A. one bit. Because, like he said last week, he won't have any time to prepare for his opponent night two because he faces the winner of the gauntlet match in night one. But his teammate, Austin Theory, who was in the Battle Royal, says, don't worry about it, I'm going to win, and you can give me the finger poke of doom. Yeah. Which I told you, uh, WCW 99, that Hulk Hogan did to Kevin Nash Mm -hmm. after he ended Goldberg's streak, which is one of the worst... uh, Booking decisions in wrestling history, if you ask me. But, and that was AC logo era, right? Just before it. Uh, right, right, yeah. right. As we were transitioning yeah, into it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but I did like the callback by theory. I thought yeah. that was cool. And then we get the dog. Our yep. first sight of the dog. Oh, yeah. Like, that was just... Which is know. how they went into every commercial, mm-hmm. which was interesting. And yeah, we... it was a kind of a, a neat, um, you know, levity, you know, choice. But... Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I we'll see what it is next week. Yeah, we I, I didn't entirely get it. Like, and when I say get it, I mean feel like I can speculate as to where it's going. Don't you get it? Don't you get it? You don't get it. I probably won't. Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell defeat Gigi Dolan and Zayda Ramir in three minutes nine seconds. That's what their names. I wrote. I yeah. wrote them in a row versus Jobbers. Yeah, I had to look it up. I knew. Gigi Dolan is also Priscilla, who was Priscilla Kelly on the Indies. I knew her. Zeta Ramir, I did not, but I yeah. had to look it up. Um, again, brief kind of squashy match. We knew uh, The Way was going to win. Uh, mm-hmm. But Ramir did get a couple nice little bits of offense in. And Indy Hartwell looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ramir hit a sling blade. Remember, I called that out. Right. Um, but yeah, Indy Hartwell, who I haven't seen a ton of, did look good. And Wade Barrett mentioned he was impressed with her. And... Uh, yeah, he and she, excuse me, she and Larray uh, had a nice double team, the wicked stepsister into the springboard elbow for the victory. Uh, but that was just to, for them to have an opportunity to challenge for the NXT Women's Champions, our time, our stage, our way. Mm-hmm. Um, at how do we reach these kids? Yeah. I wrote down. Yeah. And then we get your girl, Shozy Blackheart, and Ember Moon coming out on the tank. Shotzi Blackheart. There and, it is. And Amber Lunar. <laughs> Come out on that tank, yep. and they shoot what we believe to be one of those balls out of the that they would shoot in American Gladiators yep. at that obstacle course. Yep, had to have been. Had to have been. Had to. Have been. Uh, they accept and they howl, and then we go backstage to Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez with a scuffle. I wrote down Io smacked again. Yep. which is a theme mm-hmm. until it's not. Mm-hmm. Um. And then we get Roddy Strong getting interviewed, who's supposed to be in the Battle Royal, and he's like, nope, I'm done with all of it. And he just pieces. He just pieces, yeah. Kyle Strong, out. Gone. Mm -hmm. Gone of the Battle Royal. 
Mm -hmm. um, Raquel Gonzalez defeats Zoe Stark in four minutes, 54 seconds. Very nice five-minute match here. Um, yeah. Again, this is all about building Raquel Gonzalez up, and she's looked incredible this whole build. Looking mm -hmm. strong, looking tough, looking badass. For sure. Looking unbeatable, kind yeah. of. Um, but for the second week in a row, I'd never seen Zoe Stark. Very impressed. She had a lot of good moves, um, some running knees. Um, just looks good out there. And I don't know what, where she came from previously, like if she's got a big history on the indies, but... She looked good. She hit a blockbuster, which was kind of the flip off the top rope into a neck breaker. Mm -hmm. um, but as we all knew, Raquel Gonzalez wins with the big choke slam. That's a big ass choke slam. Big ass choke there. slam. Yeah. That's right. And I noted uh, she had her in a Raquel had her in a submission move, and at the end she had just a nice scowl on her face. Mm -hmm. Like it's just again, it just adds to how great that character has been. Um, and more to come as after the match, Io comes out to attack and Raquel chucked her into a fence. And again, she keeps getting the upper hand here. Yeah. And then we go to an interview with Kushida, which is interrupted by Pete Dunne. And I wrote down here, need a one-on-one -on -one match, yeah. which we get Ooh. later on in the show. Hooray. Hooray is correct. And then we get a closer look at a broken brotherhood based on betrayal. Yeah, tons of bees. I'm sure you got something to say about this uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, uh, sunset got, melodrama. That, that's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> Sorry, I took your word. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly slash Adam Cole melodrama. I did not mean to. No, to it's all right. I no, remember right. you said it last it, it, night, it, it, but that's it, what it was. Yeah. It was. It was. It, it, it was just a lot of you know, kind of hitting the same notes as sort of last week. We're we're, we're mad at each other. Well, it kind of recapped the whole storyline. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. it was done very. It took. Remember, it took it all the way back to when they met. You know, uh -huh. it's like we met in two thousand nine, and kind of literally a broken brotherhood based on betrayal. But the sappy music aside, it was a great video package building up the match. Which yeah, and I mean, you know, after watching Kyle O'Reilly in last week's Total Recall. Um, yes. You know, like, I know what he's got. Yeah. Um, I'm just excited to see, you know, because that just seems like, you know, what NXT is going to be featuring in um, How Can I Reach These Keeps. And Adam Cole yeah. also very legit. And yeah. You've not yeah, seen yeah, him before. Yeah, so, so. That, so that should be very exciting. Absolutely. Um, Jaya Lee yes. in a handicap match defeats Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter in three minutes, seven seconds. Sounded like it was supposed to be a tag match. Um, yeah, or was it May Ying and Boa were yeah. the two people that she was with? Yeah, yeah, but they were with that. Um, but they weren't like it wasn't a tag match. Correct. They just single. stood on the ramp. But I think May Ying was supposed to be her partner, but she just stayed out yeah, there. Yeah. See, I was confused because I wrote green team versus red team, yeah. and then you know, then I wrote Zia Lee versus uh, Casey Gonzalez. Casey. <laughs> Oh, Casey Gonzalez. No, it's Casey Catanzaro. Catanzaro, yeah. Caden there it is. Carter. There we go. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. just the entrance for Zia Lee was mm -hmm. so like I don't even know what all that was, but the presentation, and I yeah. guess it was Mei Ying who had like the crazy face paint, and yeah. I wrote down Locust Warrior Spirit. Uh, I believe the group is called Tian Sha. Um, Tian Sha. But, um, yeah, obviously, uh, Zia Lee won. And remember, after the match, or it was during the match, like, Carter was, like, summoned up by Mei Ying and, mm. like, went up and was choking her. Yeah. And then blew that smoke in her face. Oh, yeah, yeah, the smoke blow. Yeah. 
Yeah. So very, very again, on, like yeah. kind of like the fiend very on odd, Raw, yeah. like very ominous, like interesting, unique, kind of weird, atmospheric, creepy, yeah, cool stuff. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, we go back, and Raquel Gonzalez is getting interviewed, and you see in the background Io Shirai just booking it from behind her and attacks her. Mm-hmm. But again, this one ends with Raquel Gonzalez throwing Io Shirai through a wall. Stay down! And she kind of goes down on the other side and she's cashed. So, like, this is three times now that Raquel has gotten the upper hand. And she got the upper hand last week putting her through a table. And don't you do it! Yeah, and um, I'm just really excited to see what they're going to do with this character. Because she just continues her escalation in badassery um, week by week. Which um, I've seen two weeks, so yeah. But I guess that te- that's technically yeah, that's probably. correct. Yeah. And we'll we'll see how the show ends tonight mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but yeah, then we get the the culmination of the dog, which runs up to someone's foot. It looked like a woman's boot, maybe, and it yeah. said "See April 13th, Frankie." Uh, yeah, so I guess we'll see. Yeah. And, and then Vic, Vic Joseph is like, see you April 13th. That's our first night on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reminding me of a, a good uh, friend of ours, a good uh, yeah. commentator, friend, interviewer on uh, another show. Which I guess we haven't mentioned that. This is new news for this um, Correct, week, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually had that written down earlier and glossed over it. But yeah, mm-hmm. moving to Tuesdays after uh, WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. that'll just be great for uh, wrestling it's fans spreading, all around. Spreading wrestling throughout the week. Exactly. Thursday will be the only day that there's not wrestling. Yeah, around. yeah. And then we get Tommaso Ciampa cutting a pretty badass promo on yeah. Walter. You know, talking about, you know, people saying he's not the champ of 2018. He's changed. You know, 2018 champ was amazing, and I've, as I've talked about. But, uh, yeah, and he's like, some ways I am. But he's like, a takeover, I'm going to show the world. Um, you know, I'm still as intense. And he basically tells Walter it's a long fall from the top of the mountain. Buckle up. Yeah. It's going to be a great match. Well, especially for him holding the uh, title for, what, 700 days, only challenged it five times? Yeah, that was just my guess. But, yeah, it's not been a lot. So. But, yeah, you know, like, I think that definitely uh, precipitates a long fall. I would say this is one of the biggest matches Walter's had during this reign. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think, you know, Tommaso's going to win, probably. We'll get into that in our yeah. picks later, yeah. but yeah, I don't think so either, mm. but yeah, you yeah. never know. Mm. Um, and then we get a Finn Balor pro. So this was a very promo heavy show as a lot of go home shows are. A lot yeah. of these were like video packages that mm. were all done very, you know, very, very well. Right. But you know, that's kind of indicative of a go home type show. But, um, so Finn, you know, basically saying it take over the ring is the same, but the energy is different. Um, the deep water is where Karrion Cross drowns. He will choke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hope he does. Yeah. And I'm definitely pulling from Finn Balor there. Oh, absolutely. We, we, got, sure. we got pretty deep into it last week. Mm-hmm. We are uh, ready for Finn, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have our Battle Royal. L.A. Knight defeating Jake Atlas, Tyler Rust, Austin Theory, Kushida, Piton, Leon Ruff, Isaiah Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, and Dexter Loomis in 12 minutes, 56 seconds. 
yeah. So I think for me personally, the biggest thing to come out of this is Kushida and Pete Dunne's singles match because they kind of, remember they were tangled up and Kushida yeah. had him in the hoverboard lock, which mm-hmm. you saw last yeah, week. Yeah, with the Marty McFly move. And yeah. he kind of pulled Dunne over the ropes and they both went out at the same time and they kind of kept brought, and they were the seventh and eighth. So like the final six move on. Yeah. So as soon as that happened, it's like, okay, we know this singles match is going to happen. And that's fucking tight because they're both wonderful. And I, they've been talking like all night to show like who's the better technical wrestler. Right, it's kind right. of like how they're building this match. So mm-hmm. that style should be very similar to what we saw with Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly. It's not going to be that long, so yeah. it'll probably be a faster But it's going to be like a real poppy match. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah, of yeah, you know submissions and counters and strikes. Mm-hmm. I think you're really going to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, no, I I'm going to be... I, I mean, I, I've liked everything I've seen of Kushida yeah. so far. I think he's pretty red. He's tight. And uh, yeah, so as the Battle Royal was going, you and I both are like, LA Knight's probably going to win this. Yeah. You know, after he got upset last week by Bronson Reed. Which, correction, it was not his first yeah. match. <laughs> yeah. Did say last night. We did get a letter from uh, Greg Goldman himself. Yeah, fan of ours who we haven't really heard from in quite a while. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, on digital media. But he did write us on um, paper media. Yeah, snail um, mail. Cor- yeah, snail mail. Cor- they call cor- it. Correcting us that, L- uh, that um, LA Knight... Who was his first match against him? I don't remember. Yeah, but but anyway. <laughs> but but um, L.A. Knight did. Uh, it was did, a squash match, like August Gray or someone yeah. like that. Well, I don't I'm, know. Well, we I mean, didn't do but, our research. But, but this is the type of match you have him win just to kind of position him, get that momentum like, back. Yeah, like you know, this is a big match for him to win. You know. Leading into um, the how can I reach these keys? And he gets yeah. so that means he gets the sixth spot in the Gauntlet Eliminator, which means four matches have to happen prior to him. So he'll get whomever he'll get whoever survives the previous four matches. And the so that's if you're not familiar with a Gauntlet match, basically it's two men. They have a match. Losers out, next guy comes in. They have a match. Oh, Losers wow, out, wow, next guy. Wow. So, so, so it's kind of like a battle royale, except with two people. Correct, and they just and, have and a match. And they're all times. And it's wow. only just 1v1 at all times. Yeah, I guess I hadn't really explained yeah, that Yeah, and so you. having the last spot is, is by far advantageous. Key. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's what LA Knight has. Correct. So it, it happened in rever- you basically from six down, we get our order. So it's going to start with Leon Ruff. Isaiah Scott will be the first two. Mm-hmm. Then it'll be Bronson Reed. Then it'll be Cameron Grimes. Then it'll be Dexter Loomis. Yeah. And then it, so it'll be a pretty long, like a 45-minute. Mm-hmm. Like Seth Rollins, one year on Raw, went like an hour and 10 minutes in a gauntlet match. Yeah. Just like crazy. For sure. Um, but yeah, some cool moments in this. Dexter Loomis was just posted in the corner until like the very end when he helped uh, Grimes and Knight get Bronson Reed out. Uh-huh. And uh we had the Bronson Reed butt out. Yeah, we did the, the butt match. out. Yeah. What Super Smash Brothers character is a butt? Oh, King K. Rule. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Br- and Bronson Reed is a lot like King K. Rule. And uh, Austin it. Theory had his feet in the air, and, uh-huh. and then you're like, "Yeah, he's not out." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." And then he kicked up, and his feet just hit the ground, and yeah, that was and that. that was no it. finger yeah. poke for him. Nothing. Um, remember Cameron Grimes pulled out a wad of cash towards the end when it was he, Knight, and Loomis and yeah, just throwing and just it up throwing and, it everywhere. and Wade Barrett's like, I just made about three grand. <laughs> um, and then Knight went through the ropes and pulled Loomis over. Um, and he got the victory. He went over to Johnny Gargano on commentary, which the winner of the gauntlet match will face on night two. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of getting into it. And then out of nowhere, 
Uh, Io Shirai comes out at the very, it's like, what is she, you know, she's been getting her ass kicked all night. She has nothing, you know, you figure just the battle royal would be it and that's that. Yeah. But Io comes out and um, Raquel comes out. Remember, they get in a big scuffle and the whole women's locker room departs and all right. the refs and they break them up. Uh, and Io Shirai gets the jump and big splash and takes out everyone and she indeed gets the last laugh after getting her ass throttled three times. So you said it earlier, but the build to this match, especially on this show alone, has just been outstanding. Yeah, no, it completely has. Like it, like very it's slow, scaffolded very well throughout the show. It's just like Raquel, 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 Raquel. Eo! Yeah, yeah. And like you You'd know. think she was out after getting chucked through yeah, a yeah. wall and everything else. Oh yeah, no, it was slotted in really well. I mean, you know, this is why NXT is you know NXT? This is why we uh, watch it. This is why we enjoy it. This, this is, is why, why we're, we're engaged. Yeah. Let's quickly run through the cards, um, and I will allow you to make your pick first, as I've done in the past, especially now because we're only two shows in. Yeah. Uh, so, stand and deliver night one. Pete Dunn versus Kushida in the battle of the best technical wrestler in the world. Who you got? I got to go with Kushida. I mean, I think Kushida's been losing a lot here, and I think he's too good of a wrestler. To just have him keep losing. My heart says Kushida. My head says Pete Dunne. And I'm going with my heart. I agree. I think Kushida needs the big win more than Pete Dunne can use it. But, man, in a show that... Two shows that I was already so excited for, this just makes me that much more giddy. Uh, And then we have MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans versus Logato Del Fantasma in the tag title match, which is vacant right now. Who you got? You know, I don't think I've seen very many of these guys. We, I don't, I don't, we haven't seen any of them wrestle, I don't believe. Well, I'm going to appease Chad and say Grizzled Young Veterans. Okay, that was actually going to be my pick as well. Um, because I think uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch had the belts. They were heels. I think they want to kind of replace them with a the heel. MSK already won the Dusty Cup, so I don't think you give them the tag titles yet. Right. Um, then we get the Battle Royal, or the Gauntlet Eliminator, excuse me. And I'm going to say them in order here. Leon Ruff, Isaiah Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and L.A. Knight for, to determine the number one contendership for the North American Championship to face Johnny Gargano on night two. Who you got? Damn. So this, like, when you think about this one, this is more process of elimination. Yeah. Not Bronson Reed. Um, not Leon Ruff. Not Leon Ruff. Not Isaiah, Isaiah. Swerve Scott. I mean, I guess it's probably going to be LA Knight. So yeah, I'm thinking like, Loomis or Knight, and I'm going to go Loomis because I know that he and Gargano, I think, have been feuding. They may have even already had a match. I don't know. Yeah. But I think he, like, possessed Austin Theory or did mm. something with Austin Theory that sent him to rehab at some point. Right. But, I would be surprised if it's not one of those two, but I think our sentimental pick here is Cameron Grimes. I, I, I really hope so. Yeah. <laughs> like that would that would be definitely the humorous pick, but that would take yeah. us to the moon. Yeah, oh, oh, I would be moving to the moon, to the dark side. Hell yeah, brother! Mm. United Kingdom Championship, Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa. You were kind of hinting at it earlier. Who you got? Probably Walter. Same. Yeah, I mean, same. I would not mind at all to see Tommaso win. In fact, I think that would be great. But uh, I think that would be a lot more interesting. But I just, you know, like that's the one where I think, you know, I don't think they're going to take a risk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm again. I think a lot of these matches could definitely go either way. But it's we've been aligned on a lot of them. Mm-hmm. 
Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship will main event night one. We just got done talking about it. I mean, again, of all these matches, like this one might be the one I'm most excited about now. Yeah, Pro- this but, one's got the most dramatic build to it. I mean, Cole and O'Reilly has the history factor, but at least like a like, recency like, build like, since like, we've like, been watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah condensed. Um Man, I want to say Io Shirai just because I think that payoff at the end has to mean something. It can't just be Raquel Gonzalez whooped her ass throughout the entire episode and then Io Shirai gets this tiny little ass laugh and then she just loses. I almost pulled my mic off there. I'm going to go with Raquel. Um, Io's had the belt for a long time. I just feel like the way Raquel's been booked has been just indicative of like she almost has to win. Mm -hmm. But again... This is 50-50 for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, that, it's going to be great. Uh, night two, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell women's tag title. Who you got? Uh, I think Ember and Shotzi. Me too. Yeah. They just got them. Um, they got them off Raquel and Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. So I just don't think they're going to flop those titles again. Yeah, that'd be too quick. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus the Gauntlet Eliminator winner. Obviously, we don't know who that is. So do you got Gargano or The Field? Probably Gargano. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, like this is pure betting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, my art wants to take the field, but yeah, betting-wise, I mean, you know, I don't want to look dumb. And another, yeah, another... I've looked dumb enough during this episode. No, another mm-hmm. match I'm really excited about. The ladder match to determine the true Cruiserweight Championship callbacks to WrestleMania 10, and the ladder introduced by Shawn Michaels himself, Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar. Who you got? Uh... This is a difficult one. Um, I want to go with Santos Escobar because his his is like the one that's considered more illegitimate, correct? Um, yeah, Devlin had it first. Yeah, Devlin had it first. Yeah, I kind of want to go with Santos Escobar here. I think that would be the more fun result. And in um, a card on both nights that where it seems like, you know, there's some results that are going to be compelling matches but like predictable outcomes. Um, I think this one, you know, I think they'll have some fun with this. I think it's going to be great. And I'm also going to go with the Emperor of Lucha Libre, Santos Escobar. Mm Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, unsanctioned match. We've talked more about it last week than this week. But again, this is going to be sickening. You got? I haven't seen Adam Cole wrestle yet. That's so, true. Like, yeah. it, it, it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, but know that he was a champ for like a year, yeah. you know. Um, I would say, actually, I don't know who the quote-unquote favorite would be. Okay, uh, like like breaking this down, like it seems like during the buildup, Kyle O'Reilly seems kind of a little bit more of like the, the, the face, like the good oh, guy he def- here. Oh, 100, because uh, Cole turned on him. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I do think, I would say Kyle O'Reilly is like, above 50% chance in my mind of winning, but not a lot. Like, I don't, I think 60-40 tops so Kyle O'Reilly Are wins. you taking him? Yeah, I'll take him. I'm going to go. barely. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cole. I want O'Reilly to win for sure. Like, I, I know in this match, I'm really going to be rooting. And when a match can make me, like, really fucking get behind the baby face, I talked about this on, I think, View from the Top yeah, Rope. Like, this is going to do it for me, I think. Um, and I can't wait, uh, but I'm going to go Cole with my official pick. 
In our main event of night two for the NXT Championship, Finn Balor defending against Karrion Cross. Your pick is... Finn Balor, fuck Karrion Cross. <laughs> uh, this is another head versus heart for me. Heart says Finn, head says Karrion Cross. Unfortunately, I'm going with my head this time. Cross was not beaten for the title when he had to give it up due to injury. Um, man, as I talked about last week, I really, 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 really want Finn Balor to win, but I think it's going to be Cross. But man, I can't wait for these shows. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, no, it seems like it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess it's ad time. I was just handed this ad. So, uh, <clears throat> hey, motherfuckers. You want this commercial to be the thing that fucks your life straight up? Well, fuck that pause button. It's Zanny Burgers. You think benzodiazepines are some wild shit? Well, you're not wrong. Our scientists at LabCorp have found a brand spanking new way of getting you that bustling badass benzo buzz. Let me tell you about all the fucking incredible benefits from Zanny Burgers. You can buy them frozen, raw, unpasteurized, pre-made, pre-cooked, already cooked. Zanny Burgers are a brand new, all natural, all organic way of taking the edge off so you can go from a lively cookout to everyone sprawled out in the driveway. Or slap your favorite cheese on and slide it down your gullet before Monday Night Raw. 7 out of 19 doctors agree it improves the viewing experience of that specific television program. Zanny Burgers are made by the creators of Hand Sanitizer, and it is highly recommended to use both products at the same time. In fact, they can be consumed simultaneously. Slather some on while lying on the floor in the handicapped stall of a public restroom. Okay, uh, I guess we'll, uh, we'll move right on. All right, <laughs> so we're recording this portion on Saturday, and uh, we realized we forgot to mention something earlier in the week, and then we had one little piece of news we wanted to touch on. So firstly, your guy, William Shatner, being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yes, yes, the guy affectionately known to me as Bill, and also for what um, has been since last summer, almost a year now, has been um, my Phone lock screen, That's his right. iconic picture of yep. Captain Kirk being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. So you know more about his appearances on WWE than I do, right? A little, yeah. not. I just remember he guest hosted in 2009, and you were looking stuff up, mm-hmm. and I remember that he was like mock or like singing wrestlers theme songs, and then you had a few things you looked up that I didn't, I wasn't yeah. aware of. Yeah. So in 1995, he made a WWE, which WWF then appearance, which he. Monkey flipped. I don't know what that is. Um, That's where you like have them on your legs and kind of like kick them up and oh, they flip over. Wow. Yeah. So like in 95, like he was, you know. And uh, who did he monkey flip? Jerry the King Lawler. That's right. Yes, he did. Um, who he ultimately inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame yeah. in 2007. Yeah. So, you know, he, uh, you know, appears like, you know, he seems like he's got a lot of friends in weird places. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, he's going in with, I guess, you know, worth mentioning the entire NWO yep. is being inducted this week. The Bella twins Kane, the mayor of a small town yep. of uh, Tennessee, Rob Van Dam, yep. the British bulldog, JBL, Molly, ha- Molly, almost Molly. Called, almost called Molly hatchet. <laughs> 
Eric Bischoff and the great Kali. Great Kali, one great... of the worst wrestlers of all time. He was on your Mount Rushmore he band, sure was, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, excited for your guy, Bill. And uh, just the other piece of news I just had to mention was it came out, I think, yesterday that Stone Cold Steve Austin will be interviewing Chris Jericho, an active uh, superstar on the other company, um, on his show on the WWE Network slash Peacock. So a bit of a forbidden door opening here. Uh, but I just thought it was very interesting that uh, Mr. McMahon was, uh, you know, signed off on this and cool with it. And I'm very, very excited for the interview. Literally, my two favorite wrestlers of all time. It, it's pretty cool. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty excited for that. It could be a forbidden trap door. Ooh! You got that straight, brother. Okay, well, let's ride right into Friday Night Smackdown of April 2nd. Uh, and just like last week, we, we had the YouTube clips, and uh, we're just going to do our damnedest uh, with that. But uh, it started out with Edge uh, after looking like some Just for Men or some beard and hair uh, darkening up. Uh, he finally liked what he saw in the mirror as he looked in. Um, you know, he said he was biting, what is it, biting, swinging, ready to do whatever he needed to do. And he finally saw the rated R superstar. And I, uh, you know, I, I like this promo a lot because Agreed. he began in a very restrained manner of speaking. And it's a good break because, you know, a lot of your young guys will get up there and they'll just start yelling yep. immediately. Um, and I guess it gets people's attention. I guess it makes sense. But he but kind of built it. Crescendos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I was going to say. And it makes me realize this is why they keep guy, guy 50 years like him around. <laughs> yes. He's, um, a, he's a stud. Yeah. You know, this is why, you know, these people, you know, stay relevant. Yep. And uh, yeah. He said he finally woke the hell up. Roman and Daniel both aspire to be him, a WWE Hall of Fame legend, because he's already in it. Um, yeah. And uh, that is... Uh, Oh, and then he mentioned briefly about the concerto he almost hit and uh, that he's going to do it at uh, WrestleMania, and it felt so good. But, uh, yeah, excited for that match and definitely more to come uh, later in the show. For sure. Um, so we go into the first match, uh, which is Chad Gable, Otis, and the Dirty Dogs, which is a name I was unaware of for, now we know, the SmackDown Tag Team Champs, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, defeat! Ray and Dominic Mysterio and the Street Profits in 9 minutes 35 seconds. Uh, this is probably the match, you know, it was only a four-match card. One was 30-something seconds. This was the match that had at least the most ring time that we got to see from the YouTube video. And, you know, each guy got a nice little showing from what we saw here. Right, yeah, and um, especially the Street Profits, I came away. Montez Ford Montez especially Ford specifically. Great, he yeah. was the hot tag, like you said. He came in, you know, high-flying. You know, yep. those guys are definitely people... Um, you know, they had they left the top flight impression on me. Yeah. They're the people I'm like, whoa, I want to Angelo see more of Angelo Dawkins all. from Cincinnati yeah. I mentioned to you when we yeah. watched, so we love him. Uh, Ray and Dominic both got some flips outside. Uh, yeah, I agree. Montez Ford looked the best in what we saw. Um, but we got um, the sick deadlift German from Chad Gable on Montez Ford when he just lifted him up and slammed him. And then Otis follows up with the flying bulldozer. <laughs> Big ass victory. Big ass belly flop. And I was surprised was. to hear that that the I guess these teams are in a four-way tag title match next week on SmackDown. Kind of a bummer they don't get to make the WrestleMania card, but who knows, maybe that match will spill into something that can happen at WrestleMania. Right. But hmm. uh, yeah. 
So uh, I guess there was a bit we didn't see about Paul Heyman wanting a hold harmless agreement uh, because of what Jay Uso might do to Daniel Bryan in the street fight main event. So always love Paul Heyman. Unfortunately, didn't get to see him. But we cut to the unshakable Seth Rollins in his insane like tie-dye pink and purple suit. What yeah, did you think about yeah, that? Yeah, I called it a I used cloudburst with a question mark in mm. parentheses. Mm. Um yeah, I, I mean, I like to see, but um, one thing I guess you, um, I kind of noticed from this is he's there. Um, Corey Graves is wearing that floral suit, being the mediator, yeah, and then you have nice. Cesaro wearing like the pinstripe, just slick. And, yeah. it, and it seems like you know this seems to be a motif that I've noticed in WWE where their heels are given more flash and flair. Yep. yep um, very and, good. And, and and the faces are much more businesslike. Yeah. Much more serious and like. That seems like a little bit of DNA from the Attitude Era, kind of like, you know, still carrying over. Um, but yeah, definitely I noticed like a lot of the heels like love to have a lot more of the the flamboyance. The, sure. It's all about me. The spotlight's on yep. me. Look at me. And your faces are and like... Seth Rollins big on that in this oh, yeah. promo. And, and, Keeps saying unshakable and yeah. And your faces are like quiet and brooding. Yep. And, yep. and are very careful with what they say. So yeah. Rollins runs through a few of the great WrestleMania moments and you know mentions that one of the biggest is when Hulk Hogan beat Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3. But he said just above that is the heist of the century, which was him at WrestleMania 31 cashing in his Money in the Bank contract during a Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar match. And Rollins won so made it a triple threat with like a few minutes to go, and he won the match. And it really was a fucking awesome, you know, out-of-the-blue WrestleMania moment. And yeah. I, it's definitely a top five, ten, probably ten moment. Uh, mm. But, you know, he keeps saying he's unshakable, blah, blah, blah. And then Cesaro is like, you may be unshakable, but you're not unswingable. Uh, which has kind of been a theme in building this story, as we saw last week. And then Rollins like, both of you shut up! And then to Corey Graves, like, don't give him false hope, get out of here! And, uh, you know, uh, he's like, you provoked me, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I'm going to end your dream right here. And Cesaro's just like, all right, take a swing. Mm. Which, you get that pun. And then Healy Seth Rollins cowers out of the ring. Yeah. Um, one thing I had trouble wrapping my head around was... Um, I think swinging and shaking are both the same motion. Yeah. Like, like, like when you swing, a shake occurs, and when you shake, a swing occurs. Yeah. So that's I, what I took away from that. I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So we go into just an incredible match, Natalia defeating Shayna Baszler in 35 seconds. And, you know, we got the YouTube video and literally saw, like, a move, and then they kind of had a series of those rolling cradles, and mm -hmm. Natalia got the pin. But obviously... This was a lot more about the post-match stuff, which we were surprised to not see Reginald get very much involved, no, just kind no. of standing idly out there. No, not at all. It was definitely a lot about the fighters and, you know, which I think... it to, should be. Yeah, yeah as it should be. It's been too much to, Reginald yeah, 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 to the benefit where he wasn't, like, flapping around exactly. and, you know, like, taking attention away. He was just, like, holding the belts, you know. Oh, yeah, because it starts off, like, at the end, Nia, Nia Jax just comes in and just trucks her. Yeah, <laughs> trucks it, Natalia. Yeah, yeah, and then all, you know, slowly all the women's tag teams trickle out. Yeah, so Tamina yeah. is Natalia's partner. She came in and, yeah, went the Riot Squad, uh, who you hadn't seen yet, who I like, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, Mandy... And Dana Brooke, who you've seen, Lana and Naomi, who you've seen. And, like, it, yeah, they each kind of took turns getting the upper hand and getting right. their moves in. Right. Uh, but it ended with Natalia and Tamina standing tall. Um, I don't think there's a match announced here, but I'm guessing we're going to get some multi-team match at WrestleMania with this. Probably, yeah. It seemed like, 
seemed like that's kind of what it was headed toward. And you said the card hadn't been completely finalized. I don't finalized. think so. I mean, they'll always throw in some late additions. So, I mean, it could have already been announced and we don't even know it. But uh, Perhaps. Yep. Yeah. So then uh, we go to Sami Zayn's red carpet premiere, which for us kicked off with him introducing Logan Paul, kind of picking up from last week when he invited him. Sammy with this sparkly pink and gold suit. Before we kind of dive in, you know, before the trailer and whatever else, did you like this segment better than last week's KO show? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, good. I did. And I think there's like actually more interesting moving parts to this segment. For sure. Um, and Logan know, Paul himself being yeah. one of them. Well, and like, I guess like, I'll kind of go into this at the end, like how they're going to use Logan Paul. Yep. Like how I think they should be used and how I think the powers that be in this organization like look at him, I think are two separate things. And so let's, let's get, to get that into later. it. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're, it's all about building up Sammy's trailer for his documentary about the conspiracy theories. I thought it was funny. He was talking about it and like Logan Paul's first words. He's just like, yeah, man, it's just is like kind of funny to me. And he's like, I'm excited to see the evidence. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it ends up, he's, Sammy, I like this, he said, I'm surrounded by a bunch of brain-dead drone corporate hacks. I enjoyed that. Um, Logan Paul said it would be a pleasure to be Sammy's guest at WrestleMania, and Sammy starts, ah, yeah. and then we finally see the trailer. Uh, what'd you think of the trailer? I wrote, pure goofiness. Yeah, I'd say that's um, one way of putting it. You know, I kept wondering, what does Logan Paul think about it? it like, you know. Like, definitely is well, one of those things that, that's just made to be a trailer. Rated tree, rated T for truth and T for trailer. Yeah, made for enlightened audiences. Yeah, by, yeah. From visionary director Sami Zayn comes yeah. justice for Sami. Well, well, very very healy. And, you know, again, he was also wearing a flashy suit. Mm -hmm. You know, so. You mentioned uh, the Law & Order style font. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was the exact same font as Law & Order. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was a big I, undercarriage show. Yeah, there, there. He mentions how he's developed a strange dislike for zebras, and then it shows like the zebras grazing in the field. Like there were some fun moments yeah. in this. Um, there was a lot of like flat Earth talk, just like building into the conspiracy thing. But yeah. you know, it ends, and then of course, uh, well, he asks like Logan Paul, like, "What do you think about it?" And he's like, eh. "And then Kevin Owens from behind stuns Sami Zayn." Um, and that was uh, kind of, he, Kevin's kind of starts yelling at him, blah, blah, blah. And then, so we go backstage. Oh, sorry. Before we go backstage, let me get, let you get your sure, yeah. analysis so, um, in. My bad. Like, it's it's pretty obvious, at least to me, that like, wherever Logan Paul's allegiances lie will determine the match. Yep. And here's the thing. So like, Logan Paul, I think, to most people, maybe to like me and you, to listeners of this show, um, and I'm being a bit presumptuous here, would be a heel. Like he has, he you would is, think, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's you know very like punchable facey. Yeah, you know he's done things that are like shitty. He's you know some yeah. sort of a online media superstar that yep. you know maybe people like our age and maybe in the generation above like don't get or maybe he's are like, definitely oh. got heel characteristics. Yeah, but for but, sure. but but I think the the the, the writers. Maybe are think of him as a face. Maybe and I think mean, like, he, oh yeah, all the kids like him on YouTube. Yeah, and yeah. he hesitated when Sammy asked if he liked. Eh. 
So yeah, you made you brought up a great point. Like he's gonna get involved in the match, yeah, yeah. one way or the other. Right. Yeah. And I think there's just gonna be there's just a, gonna be a, I, I just feel a dissonance there. Yeah. You know, I feel like they're going to kind of use him as some sort of like a face. It'll be intriguing. And yeah. I, here's my thought: uh, I think if Kevin Owens wins and uh-huh. he helps Kevin Owens win, uh-huh. we probably won't see any more of him. But if he helps Sammy win, I could see him like staying a part of the story, like as a heel figure in some degree. Well, well he ought to. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, he like, like you said, he's a big fucking name right yeah, now. Yeah, and he and he's trained boxer. Yeah. So like you know, fucking cooked Nate Robinson. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, like he like this is something. Thing that that dude's I mean why would you not do that exactly yeah. exactly but yeah very intriguing stuff for sure and then yeah. we go backstage and KO's getting interviewed and he's basically like you know I'm trying to send a Sam send a Sam send a Sam <laughs> I'm trying to send a sandwich to Sammy no I'm trying to send a message to Sammy and everyone and then Sammy classic like bop attacks him throws him into like a guardrail and he's just like you ruined everything i'll see you at wrestlemania so yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun again like i told you last week those two guys are awesome wrestlers and they've had a lifelong feud and they're real life best friends so and if given the time you know give them 15 20 minutes like let's go it'll be great should be exciting um so we go into bianca belair defeating carmella in two minutes 30 seconds Again, we saw probably a good amount of that because it was only 2 minutes 30 seconds, but cool thing we had Carmella tying up Bianca's long ponytail in the ropes. Yeah, which was like, you know, ouchy. Out of the two things we watched today, it's the second thing that the second cringiest thing. <laughs> you know, obviously we're going to talk about the thing that made me like just like And it's going to be sick. Yeah, that 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 made me just like tense up the most. Total recall. Um, yeah, yeah, a 1000%. But, um, you know, very cool, Bianca Belair has that, like, hair whip weapon. You know, yeah, that's something a, I've never seen before. It's very unique. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan like, of like, like, why haven't they done that before, you know? But, like, I'm glad they they're taking have. them. You yeah, just have haven't they? seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely her shtick. Right. I haven't seen her hair tied up in the ropes before, yeah. though. So. Right. Um, but, yeah, it ended with, uh, you know, Carmella got some offense in, and uh, Bianca hit the kiss of death for the victory, and we saw... Just beautiful, bossy Sasha Banks in her purple sequence bodysuit just coming in like a bad bitch. And uh, nothing really there. They kind of face off, point at the WrestleMania sign, and she backs off. But like you mentioned it last week, she's got a presence. And she did does. you feel that again this Oh, yeah, week? yeah, yeah. And like I'll go ahead and like throw this on there, too. I've never seen Sasha Banks fight, and that's yeah, going to happen. She's I, sick. The, the only thing I've ever seen her done is give Boba Fett a tornado DDT That's right, and she nailed that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is the only thing. So I will tell you prior to... Um, a mat, a women's match that just happened on the other program somewhat recently. That uh, Sasha's match versus Bailey at NXT Takeover Brooklyn won in 2015. Best women's match I'd probably ever seen. So Ruiz, Apollo Creed. Yes. So yes, Apollo Cruz with his new Nigerian accent. I mean, it's been new for a few weeks now, or a month, or whatever. But uh, yeah, he. Uh, I, I like the promo. It was brief, but it really he is challenging Big E. To a Nigerian drum fight where his Nigerian ancestors are gonna drum along to Biggie's bones cracking from his fists. That sounds pretty dope. Sounds pretty cron. <laughs> Throw me in there. Um, really liked um, his sort of costume and the cool like lime green background. Yep. Like I think that was in terms of set design probably one of the coolest things. And I, you know, honestly, I generally like SmackDown set design a little bit better. For you know, sure. like we have red, we have yellow, and we got the blue of SmackDown. Yeah. The blue of SmackDown for some reason pops. Yeah. A little mo. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Uh, so we go into the main event where Daniel Bryan defeated Jey Uso in 13 minutes and 5 seconds in a street fight, which we saw about a minute of because it was most of the post-match stuff. But you saw an intensity from Daniel Bryan. You know, our feed started with him vertical suplexing Uso off the ring steps. Um, and, you know, we see Reigns is on a chair on the ramp. Edge is on commentary, so everyone's present. Uh, Bryan... You know, sends a message directly to Edge by hammering Uso with the chair multiple times right in front of him. Um, and it ultimately ends with uh, Daniel tapping out Jey Uso to the yes lock. Um, do you have thoughts about the match or do we just want to go right into the post stuff? Um, you know, other than like, yeah, like a lot of energy with Daniel Bryan, you know, like definitely, um, I guess this will segue into the post stuff, you know, definitely with his sort of display with what he did. Yeah. Definitely telegraphing that he ain't winning that three minutes. No, he's match not going to win at it. At all. But, I mean, this was his moment, and I thought he took advantage yeah, of it, and so, I thought he looked nice. Yes. So, shortly after the match, he hammers Edge with the running knee on commentary and threw him into the post, like, three or four times. And then he he eventually goes up towards Roman, and Roman throws the chair oh, at Like him. a computer chair. Yeah. It's one with the wheel. Like one you get at Staples. Yeah, it was yeah. big motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and uh, Daniel ended up hitting him with the running knee and slapping the yes lock on him on the ramp. So, yeah, like you said, uh, Daniel gets his moment to kind of shine in this feud. But, yeah, unfortunately, he's not going to... I'll be cheering for him hard, but he's not going to win. Um, but yeah, last week Edge got the upper hand. This week it's Brian. I imagine it'll be Reigns next week going into. But again, this for two weeks in a row now. Very intriguing. Very good. You know, pretty good storytelling. Uh, I'm excited about the match. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've heard a lot from Edge about the match. Now we've you know seen a lot from Daniel Bryan. Roman kind of sitting there brooding. You oh know, yeah, with Paul Heyman. With Paul Heyman. So uh, you know. Like it's be not sweet. not hearing from him yet. I, I it seems like you know with that being the uh, how things are set up. He's gonna have some things to say next week. Yeah. I'm sure. Heck yeah. Well, uh, shall we uh, dig right into uh, Total Recall? All right. Um, so as we mentioned earlier in the program. We are going to my favorite WWE match of all time, WrestleMania 13 at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, Illinois. I didn't write the date down, but sometime in late March of 1997, Bret Hart defeating Stone Cold in a submission match. And again, I didn't write down the time, but call it 19 minutes and 37 seconds. We had the video package before the match, mm -hmm. um, which, do you got any thoughts on that? I know you wrote <laughs> it's, some it's, stuff it's, down. Well, I, I wrote, um, you know, Bret Hart, you know, he, God, I can't even read my own handwriting. <laughs> I know, I struggled well, with that. Well, um, but um, the one thing I wrote, I wrote a bracket around both the things that I can't read, and it says dated. You yeah, know, the it was, was it, funny. It, it, it was very like '90s, but you it know. captured the story yeah, very well. Like did, you know, yeah. Bret Hart trending towards being a heel, Stone Cold trending towards being a face, and it really just captured the whole tale. Um, you know, we kick off, and I'm gonna get your take. You know, shortly after we talk sure. about, but like again, I remember watching this match so many times as a kid, and you get Stone Cold backstage, and he's already brooding, and you see the Austin 316 glass, and like what a way for him to come out and he comes out and he's just like you know he's saying like fuck this guy blah, blah. like he's just in he's ready he's oh, ready well and like the way like you you heard his music not like it was set up by like the professional correct filming team like it was almost like you know 
and this is in the 90s, you would hear it from somebody's like phone or I guess back then. It was toned back a Yeah, yeah, bit. camcorder. Like yeah. it definitely seemed like a lot more like you were there. Especially compared to Bret Hart's, you could tell was a little bit louder. And Bret Hart came out and he's all business like normal. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can tell he's determined and he's ready for a fight. He gives his pink glasses to a kid like always. You know, he gets in the ring, and within seconds, you see Stone Cold just, he's almost contemplating it, like just sitting there, and then he's like, fuck this guy, and charges with the spear, and we're off. So like I typically do with these total recalls, let's just go right into your thoughts of the whole match, the presentation, the story, the post-match. What do you got? Um, I mean, it was a saga. Uh, like yes it is we spend so much time in the beginning out of the ring which i have like tons of thoughts on like that and the logistics of that and like what was going on um and then we have like sort of the the weapons part yeah back to the ring where we get back to the ring where we get the chair involved and then we have the big like act three bloodbath yep is a disgusting act where like that's when it became like it like, I say the word hard to watch um, in a compelling way. Yeah. Where I was just, like, kind of, like, on the edge of your bed. Yeah. You know? Um, but, <laughs> yeah, um, you but, sure were. But, but I was, like, kind of, like, cringing inward because I was just, like, my God, like, you know, how much more... It's a lot of blood. It is. How well, much more can Stone Cold yeah, take? Yeah, yeah. Like, it seemed, you know, very, very dangerous. And it's, it, like, it seemed like a real fucking fight. Like, Dude, you know? I, when yeah. I mentioned it before we started, it's, like... From the moment, the honestly, the moment before the bell rings in the beginning till the bell at the end, it's just non-stop intensity, and yeah, yeah like they go, they go all over the place, and uh, and again that ending. I mean, imagine I mentioned like I saw this, I was nine, ten years old, and it's just like, holy, what is this? This is incredible, whatever this is, and just stone cold with the blood pulling up, like, yeah, what'd you think of that ending? This the passing out. Yeah, I mean, like. I feel like it was the only way it could have ended. Exactly. Like, there's no way I think you could have written it. Where when Stone you do Cold... that for the first 19 oh, minutes yeah, or whatever. Where, where Stone Cold taps out. Like, there is no way. You know, that, like, that is like the logical end point. And he can't of, win of... yet, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, before we kind of really analyze this from top to bottom, I want to bring up something that you and I have talked about off air. Um, something that I've termed a moment of ascension. Mm-hmm. So, for a wrestler... You know, not the moment when he really is crowned with that first title win or, you know, whatever that achievement may be, usually like a world title, but like that moment that precedes that, that makes you realize and you see that this guy's going to be a star and this was it for him. And I've compared it, uh, I guess I can't talk about that other company, but uh, I've mentioned him before. But yeah, just, it was incredible. And we talked about the double turn, you Mm -hmm. know, previously on Survivor Series 98, but this was the same thing. Like in the pre-video package, like I said, you see them trending the opposite way. And just with how this match ends and this post-match stuff, it's just beautiful. So, yeah, yeah we get right off the bat, you know, uh, Stone Cold spearing Bret Hart, as we mentioned. And immediately it spills out of the ring. They're slugging each other. Stone Cold kind of drops Hart on his nuts on the guardrail clotheslines them into the crowd and then as you said we're into the crowd for the next five minutes yeah which like you know was fun to watch but it was also really shocking like from a logistical standpoint because like i look at you know this wwe is like the organization that like 
You know, I don't want to say that they're not risk takers, but like they like want to seem like they have everything like buttoned down. They know sure. what they're doing and like nothing's going to fly off the rails. Yep. And that looked like it was ripe for flying <laughs> off the rails. Like people were touching these guys. Oh, and oh, fans just getting their faces right into the camera. And you're yeah. like, where's security? And yeah. I'm like, there's none. Oh, no, it seemed it seemed like a bit dangerous. Yeah, a bit it dangerous. Well, well, I remember at one point there was this one guy who like kept touching Bret Hart and I think JR was like, who's that drunk in the jacket? You yeah, know? You know, I, I remember Lawler's like, what the fuck? Lawler's like, Stone Cold, hit that drunk in the jacket. Like yeah. Lawler was just insane this whole match. Oh yeah, and like Vince was on commentary and you're like, oh, we're going to get our slice of Vince on commentary. And obviously like the, those two titans just oh. overshadow. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, so when we get into the crowd, Austin takes a drink of a Coke and throws it on Bret Hart. Yeah, there's just no control here. Finally, Shamrock enters into the fray. You know, that's a big guy. He can control some things. But yeah, they end up going up the steps, and Bret Hart back body drops Stone Cold all the way back down the steps. And then they kind of get back to outside the ring where Stone Cold chucks Bret Hart into the steel steps at ringside. And remember, he picks him up to yeah. try and hit Bret Hart, and Bret Hart kicks his leg, and it like the he steps fa- like, falls down. Yeah, see, that looked pretty, like, you know, it like fell over great. backwards. Yeah, yeah. like, it, and those steps are, like, 60, 70 pounds legit. They're really? pretty damn heavy. Or they say they're, they're heavy, let's they're, put it They're not way. hollow. Yeah, right? yeah. and uh, so, yeah, that looked really great. Um, and then we finally get back into the ring. And Brett hits a swinging neck breaker, and then what does he do? Goes for that fucking left knee. And how many times does he go for that fucking left knee? Over and over and over and over. And nobody in the business is better at him than isolating a body part, attacking, and never forgetting about it. Yeah, very, very precise. And that became the story of the match. I mean, Mm. from this point on, I mean, literally for like the next five minutes-ish, like, Bret Hart does nothing else than attack Stone Cold's knee. And it's just so good. And that comes into the end of the match. Like, this is a perfect match. Yeah. I mean... Like, like lots of things set up like that. And then one of the weapons that he pulls out um, from under the ring, he pulls out a chair and he pulls out a bell... Yep. No, keep going. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, I didn't yeah. mean no, no, yeah. you're good. And the bell just kind of like lingers there for that, a little bit. So the knee and the bell. Incredible. You know, like like just these, you know, setups, you know, after this entire out of the ring, you know, chaos. That's kind of where the real story sort of begins here. JR referred to it as a methodical physical dissection of the lower anatomy by Bret Hart. And remember, one of the key moments is when he drags Stone Cold to the corner and puts on the figure four on the post where Bret Hart is on the outside just pulling down on his yeah, knee. That looked- like, just agonizing. Stone Cold screaming. Yet, like, the fans are going nuts right behind. Like... The energy of the crowd, just everything with this match, man. I mean, yeah. hopefully our boy Bishop T.W. takes us here in the passion right now because I fucking love this shit. Yeah. I mean, like, God. <laughs> like, you know, that is where a match would typically end, yeah. I feel like, with a figure four on a post. But, like, it's not even close. And then um, after that, we had, uh, <laughs> I think it was Jr. saying, Bret Hart can, or someone, no, maybe it was Jr. And that's what I just said. Hart can twist Stone Cold until he looks like the White Sox Robin Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> just so apparently Rob, well, which is weird because like, so Robin Ventura played for the White Sox and they made him their manager, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. he is currently. Oh, is he? Or now? no, he was a few years ago. Yeah. Now they just hired Tony La Russa, actually. Did they? Yeah. Um, oh. But then Stone Cold finally got a bit of control. Um, 
as you know, Bret Hart put the chair on his leg, remember, and went to the top rope. Yeah. And you're like, that's gonna break his ankle. Unfortunately, Stone Cold's able to rip the chair off, and he hits yeah. Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he's on the top rope, and then he starts hammering Bret Hart with the chair and takes a little bit of control. He gets the elbow drop from the middle rope, the kick to the lower abdominal area, and then he finally, you know, 15 minutes in, goes for his first submission. And I didn't mention like. Stone Cold is not a submission wrestler where Bret Hart has the sharpshooter. So it's like he's already at a big disadvantage, Mm -hmm. but he locks in what I called an arm and neck pull. I wasn't exactly sure what it was. And Lawler's like, Lawler's like, break his neck. (laughs) Oh, is that whenever he was cackling at um, Bret Hart's daughter with her hands in her face? And then also Stu Hart. He rips. Oh, Stu woke up for that. Like Jerry Lawler constantly for years would just rip on Stu and Helen Hart on commentary. Really? All the time. It was great. Wow. Just relentless on Stu and Helen Hart. Um, and then we get the Boston Crab by Stone Cold, um, <laughs> which Bret Hart has to fight. And Bret Hart has to fight, and he crawls to the rope and finally gets the rope break, and Lawler calls him a coward. Stone Cold goes for the sharpshooter, uh, but Bret rakes the face. And then Hart throws Austin, and then we get outside, and Hart throws Austin into the timekeeper outside who spills out of his chair. Yeah. And that's when his head hit the guardrail yeah, and, and the he, blood comes pouring. Oh, and it's it, that's when it gets very grisly. And, like, so, like, the different phases of this match, like, the different types of, like, how, why, like, the cringe, like, in the crowd, and then you have those, like, very painful holds that they're in in, the, in Act 2. Yep. And then in Act 3, it's just, like, the constant bleeding where it's just, like... Like, there's just three different phases of just grisliness yep. to this that, um, you know. And then uh, when we get back in the ring, you know, he's just bleeding profusely. And Hart is, like, punching him in the head. And I think someone, one of the announcers is like, he's hammering on his cranium. And then Brett gets the chair again. And, you know, we you mentioned it, it's like, uh, really? Like, he's already been through all this. And he's just crunching him in the knee with yeah, the chair so over and knee, over yeah. and over. And then he finally goes for the sharpshooter for the first time, but Stone Cold pulls his hair down. Yeah. Um, and then Hart pushes him into the corner. And then Austin is able to get the low blow kick. And then he throws Hart's sternum first into the turnbuckle, which was a classic Bret Hart. You know, usually you go back first, but he just ran into the corner, sternum first, yeah. and just went straight down. Just awesome stuff. And then that's when Stone Cold bloody mess just starts wailing on him in the corner with yeah. kicks and punches. And JR's like, Austin is one tough son of a bitch! Yeah. And like just the everything going on at this moment. It's like, holy shit, like how is this guy doing this right mm-hmm. now? Um, and it's just crazy. And uh, as I turn the page here, we get Stone Cold with the superplex from the top rope. Again, how he does that after losing so much blood and whatever. And then he goes for an extension cord. Yeah. I mean, somehow you got to make this guy give up. So he right. starts trying to choke him. And then what happens? And then we get our bell. The bell. The bell. It comes like, like, back. Like that's just been laying there, not used for, the entire yeah, time. Yeah, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, the thing, perfect. The thing that begins the match ends the match. Perfect stuff. Mm-hmm. So Hart, as he's getting choked, like picks it up and kind of hits him from behind. He finally gets the sharpshooter in. You know, Stone Cold is fighting it. The blood is pouring. I told you, like, one of the most iconic images in WWE history is when he's like, ah, pulling up and the blood is just pouring down his face, in his teeth. It happens a couple of times because he just keeps fighting and fighting. 
and making that last-ditch effort. And, I mean, Jerry Lawler in commentary is like, it's impossible! And they think he breaks the sharpshooter because he does kind of for a second, but Bret Hart still has enough of it to put him back on. I can't even get through this. And then, you know, basically Stone Cold, you can tell he's finally going out. He's going out. And you right. hear you hear and see uh, Shamrock be like, Steve, do you give up? If you do not give up, I'm going to stop the match. And he has no response, and he rings the bell. And that's that. And holy shit. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, especially with that in, in the way they had this whole thing set up. Like, if you're going to have Stone Cold go through all that, you know, you're not going to have him tap out yeah. at the end. Like, you know, you do like, that's just not how you, you know, follow through with that character there. Um, yeah. I mean, like it was pretty, uh, you know, maybe like incredible in like, not the most like bouncy high flying. Like, yeah. It's not a technical way. contest yeah, yeah, at all. Yeah. It's just a fucking war. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, just sort of the different, you know, venues and arenas they kind of move to and the different, phases of it and how in each phase the intensity never dropped and then like that bell is yeah. still there just tying it all together so yeah. i would love to know where does this rank in kind of all the matches we've watched total recall or otherwise oh lord um, i'd say it's got to be right up near the top yeah it, it, it has to be because it's like definitely the best one of its kind from quality matches that we've watched, I yeah. would say the uh, the one I mean O'Reilly and Kushida and Mara Fuji and Kenta I think are a step below, but they're up there in that arena. Right, if you right, ask right. Me. But um, any others jump out to you? Like the, just that we've watched over this. I guess oh Okada Omega. Okada Omega. Duh. Yeah, yeah. We've watched we've watched Duh. that one. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that so, was. But that wasn't for the podcast. Right, though, right, so right. I forgot. But uh, but like that that one's up there. This one definitely probably is 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 a two or three. I think. Yeah. So um, I think for context, yeah. I've mentioned I've like you know been kind of putting together like my top fifty matches of all time just bit by bit. And I think I had this at like eight, eight. and it's the first non Japan match. So yeah, I credit, this is my favorite WWE match of all time. I'd probably put number two is WrestleMania 25, Shawn Michaels versus the undertaker. But yeah, just tremendous fucking great stuff. And again, like I said, I saw this as a nine, 10 year old kid and you just watch it over and over. And like, even throughout my life and adulthood, it's something that I know I can always go to. Like, if I just need just pure wrestling entertainment, it gives you everything you could ever want. Exactly, for sure, man. And then like, we just was... to briefly mention the ending, you know, <clears throat> Hart goes after his knee again. Like, just what a savage. You know, that's kind of really cementing his heel turn. Oh, like, yeah, matches over, he passed out, yeah. goes for the knee again, and then Shamrock fucking picks him up and slams him down, and Hart looks a little scared. And he kind of cowers out of the ring. He's getting booed right. big time. And if you as he should, like you know, yeah. Like, and if you remember, he definitely got the bigger cheers when he came out, like hands down over Stone Cold. He's getting booed. He's flipping off fans. Fuck you. So like the turn is complete. And then on the opposite side, Stone Cold is trying to get helped up by referee Mike Kyoto, and he fucking gives him the Stone Cold Stunner. He doesn't need anyone's help. He kind of falls out of the ring. And, you know, he's just hobbling out on his own, you know, pouring blood. Then the fans are cheering, Austin, Austin. Again, just a complete reversal from 20-something minutes ago. Yeah. And just a perfectly executed double turn and a perfect match. Five-plus stars in my book. Yeah. I mean, I was... Like you know, very very edge of your seat, man. Yeah, the whole from you, you, from go. You know, not one, not one with like peaks and valleys or lulls. It was definitely um, 
a high plateau. And that's what you I know, told yeah, you yeah, is yeah. from the jump, it, it kicks off and it just stays there. Yeah, it was Incredible great. Incredible stuff. It was, it was great. Like Definitely, I would I'd say the best WWE oh, match I've with, seen. Without a doubt. Mm. All right, buddy, we did it again. Episode two of WWE in the books. Um, you know, the shows this week were okay. Uh, very, very, very excited for NXT Stand and Deliver next week. Preceding the two-night WrestleMania, it's going to be a big week. Yeah, I mean, like, we are, we have ramped up to this point very, very quickly. Yeah, I mean, we came like, in, it, and yeah, here we are. Like, yeah, like, you know, I'm I'm out of breath. Uh, yeah. It is going to be a hell of a week next week. Yes, sir. My it, God, for, it, for many, many, many... Second skipped message. God damn it! Are you boys deaf? I thought you had brains! I told you to switch them damn bells, and you didn't. So listen here. I am a rational, fair businessman. So this is strike one. And two strikes, and you're out. You know, like in baseball. And if your head hasn't been up your damn asses for the past six months, WrestleMania is coming up next week. And you're going to be the goddamn centerpiece of our podcasting network. So you better pull it together, and you better not fuck this up for me, or I swear to God, boys, the hell I'll put you through is nothing compared to what Turner did to you. It'll make it look like kindergarten class. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you in the hands of my very best man, Bruce, and he's going to hold your damn child's hands to get you through this WrestleMania week. Now listen to him, and everything's going to be all right. We all need to be on the damn same page next week, and God damn it, trust me, we will be. I'll set up the meeting myself, and he'll be in touch with you. Now get this right, damn it! When they say cowboy up, 